episode two. Mm. <laughs> Slightly better than episode one. Maybe. Hopefully. Let's not tempt fate. <laughs> Time will tell, friend. Time will tell. <laughs> I was listening to episode one on my iPod in Yorkshire last week, and my iPod, for some reason, looped podcast. I don't know why, because you would only ever listen to a podcast once. And it got to the end. And we went, bye! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> but that was like some kind of living hell. <laughs> Thought it was never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it won't. <laughs> so, um, what have you brought for us this well, week? Well, to the table today I've brought a couple of articles that I've found. There's one based on... Um, well, which one shall I start with? Here we've got a man who sleeps with um, life-sized... Uh, blow up dolls or mm-hmm. silicon dolls because he thinks it's better than having a girlfriend um, I think they're to be a... fair I, I think it's more just that they'll accept him because I wish he could see what it looks like because <laughs> well he's, he's not all that is he no all that. I'd so, say those dolls are that's slightly out of his league, league. <laughs> yeah. they, they're kind of I've not seen them before they're a bit um, they're like one step up from blow up dolls aren't they they're, yeah. they're sort of like they're su- yeah. I don't know what they've they got are. proper expressions and they're kind of supposed to look like real women but they just look they look like they're possessed actually <laughs> don't they they're very very spooky um, have anyway. you heard of the uncanny valley no <laughs> it's um um, it's a thing about how as something gets more <laughs> I'm not sure I can explain it I shouldn't have started this but like <laughs> representations of things it's like as they get more realistic they kind of get more endearing like um, you know say like a cartoon rabbit or something and then until you get to a certain stage of life likeness like those dolls yeah, yeah, and then and there's then a dick terrifying. yeah 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 and, yeah. and then um, that's the uncanny valley Ah, well, they're right on, right in that valley, aren't they? Yeah. Right in that valley. Um, so let me just to rush through some, some good points here, because Matt's not heard this story, so it's be nice for him as well. Um, girls never called him back. They said they just wanted to be friends. I mean, to be honest, I know you can't get an idea of someone's personality from their looks, but. I, I think you can get an idea of someone's personality from the fact that they sleep with two <laughs> life-size silica dolls. <laughs> I, anyway, that's, that's I, quite a that's quite a tell. I think I think to say that people just wanted to be his friend is probably a lie. Um, myself. Um, now the idea of going to prostitutes was disgusting, mm. which is why he's turned to these these lovely ladies. And he says that there's no hassle because they don't turn him down at the end of the day because he's crooked teeth and acne scars. Doesn't mention his hair, does he? No. No. No, that's the first. I mean, that, that's the first thing that strikes me. <laughs> it's kind of long and straggly. Very long and straggly, and it's kind of missing at the <laughs> at the top. I think they call that being bald, don't they? <laughs> Balding. I forget the term. Yeah. Um, he lives with his mum. As you can imagine. How does his mum feel about these well, interlopers? She's embarrassed by them. She won't speak about them. In fact, it says now Gordon, who doesn't discuss the um, dolls with his embarrassed mum, has moved out into an extension on the side of his <laughs> mum's house. <laughs> so a shag um, pad for him and his uh, <laughs> inanimate. Now, the thing that confuses me, surely if you're going to make um, 
a false doll. Like they've given them one of the one of them's got synthetic hair, but the other one's more modern, and she's got real human hair. What? Yeah. It, I mean, she's not grown it. <laughs> I imagine it's stuck on from some dead person or something. Um, but you know, they make all this effort with what they look like, but then she's four foot eleven. Right. And I just think that's. Oh, that's. That's even, well, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, hmm. Yeah, and she only weighs six stone. Right. Yeah. So, well, we know what we're all thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and after he unpacked Brooke, Brooke arrived one day, and he removed her clothes, and um, had sex with her. Oh, it's awful to read it, isn't it? Because you can see it in your mind so clearly. And it's making me... I'm not going to be wanting these pizzas that are in the oven. It was different to being with a real woman because I had to do all the work, he admits. <laughs> not that different, eh, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> she cost £3,800. Yeah. This is the other one, this is Kelly. This is Kelly, she's now, one. he says sleeping with a prostitute is disgusting. Yeah. Surely I don't it's know, cheaper, though. Yeah, it's like if you're going to pay for... <laughs> I don't know if you're going to... The bit oh, that upset know. me a little bit, he said, we spend evenings watching... T oh, yeah, he doesn't have to go out because he's got everything he needs at home. And he spends <laughs> evenings watching TV in bed. I like touching their faces and spend hours brushing their hair so they look nice. It really upsets me. And he buys the clothes off eBay and he doesn't put um, low-cut tops on them because he doesn't like them looking like um, sluts. Um, <laughs> once a fortnight, Gordon gives his dolls a bath, hanging them from a hook so they can wash them. <laughs> <laughs> just so like, really just like you would them. with a, just like yeah. you would with a real girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Sorry. Um, Kelly doesn't say a whole lot. He says without a hint of irony. She likes to sit quietly and observe. Um, and th now this upsets me. I know I keep saying that things are upsetting me and are weird, but they're they're all they're all weird. It's quite an upsetting um, story. When he goes to work, he. Um, he locks his dolls behind two doors with five separate locks. Right. Well, mm. they did cost four grand each. I mean, yeah. I'd, that's more valuable than anything I own. <laughs> I'd, I'd get them damn well locked up. <laughs> All the neighbourhood perverts would be coming around having to go on them. <laughs> oh, he says, um, um, he's, <laughs> he's made them a bedroom and they've got um, a dressing table and a bed and a little parlour and it says he even dreams about them coming to life and imagines, him, imagines himself walking down the street with Kelly and Brooke on each arm <laughs> and then at the end he says um, he's happy with them, he doesn't need um, a family, he doesn't need another version of himself, <laughs> I think I'd agree with that yeah. so that's um, Gordon the irony of that is that um, the section of that magazine that it's come from is called Real Life <laughs> it's not is it? <laughs> it's not. It's a, uh, it's a grotesque charade of real life. <laughs> the funny thing is, he says that this one's the most attractive. I mean, I'm no expert, but I think if I was to pick one... Oh, I don't want to look at him anymore. No. Put him away. Right, let's move on. Dispose of him. Why don't you bring something to the table? So, yes, Love It magazine. Um, this is a bit more celebrity orientated than the, the, the big celebrity this week. Or fortnight or month, whatever. Is uh, Ollie Murs. From from the X Factor program, mm. um, I don't know if you've seen it. This is a show. It's on <laughs> twice a week, and youngsters come on and sing songs. I'm oh, right. Sometimes they get voted off. They've not um, promoted that much, have they? No. I think I've missed it. What would be good is um, if one of these magazines um, 
kind of had some kind of like tie-in cookery feature to do with the X Factor, oh. and they could kind of they could like imagine what the judges would like to so eat. Good. Yeah. Do you know what you could do? You could write into the magazine that didn't do that and say, top tip, <laughs> why don't you um, link up some some words and names related to the X Factor with some um, recipes? I reckon you'd get a £50 for that. I reckon you would. What they've done on the front of this um, is very clever. They've changed it to Sex Factor. Yes. Because apparently Ollie's a bit of a hottie. Well, that's, that's their whole angle. And... Um... They're particularly interested in his underpants. Now, on the front, one of the cover line is his weird pants collection. Um, that's clearly supposed to draw you in and make you want to spend 68p on this, on this mag. Um, that's what I got you. So, it? yeah, so of course, I instantly flicked to page 10, like wanting to learn all about his weird pants collection. Mm. Um, it's actually an interview with his, uh, with his sister. And uh, they say he has a thing about pants, and his sister says he does. He wanders around in his underwear at home. When I got engaged to my fiance, uh, Ollie came down in his pants to congratulate us. <laughs> then we went out into the car and he was still in his underwear. That's just what Ollie's like. He always wears crazy pants. He's got a pair with hearts on and another with lips. Oh my God. He's very comfortable in his own skin and his own pants. And his pants. Well, you should be comfortable in your own pants. They've illustrated this with a picture of Ollie in his pants. And the caption to the picture is, Ollie always wears crazy pants. Um... <laughs> <coughs> it's just not clear, is it? I wish they'd give us a little bit of information about Ollie and his pants. Well, it goes on. Friends in his hometown of Witham say Ollie's always been a bit of a hit with the girls. Ollie's always in his pants. Ollie's sister admits he spends a lot of time walking around in his pants. <laughs> and according to friends, he's notoriously well endowed. Oh. Well, you can judge for yourself, because there's a picture of him in his pants. I can't tell me I have his <laughs> massive stomach. Simone, Simone Larizzo, joint owner of Mama Dell's Cafe, where Ollie ate several times a week, says, We've created the Ollie All Day Breakfast Vote. What? what? All Day Breakfast Vote, which includes an extra large sausage for obvious reasons to those who know him. <laughs> Ollie's friend, Mark Nichols, adds, What you see on X Factor is what he's like in real life. He's a very likable joker. In the his joke, pants. The joke's off on Ollie, wearing his pants. Yeah. Our mate, Richard, was getting married, recalled Ollie's pal, Hayley Stapleton. There was a knock on the door. And he opened it to find Ollie just in his boxes, serenading him with a guitar. It was hilarious. Sounds that, doesn't it? Do you know what? I'm, I think do, you know what? do you know what I'm sick of? <laughs> You're in about Ollie and his flipping pants. Um. I suppose for once the um the headline on the front was was um, accurate. Well, you see, I don't think his weird pants collection. I know it's just pants, I suppose. Yeah, he's got what? He's got a pair with hearts on. It's not that's not weird. weird no, the fact that he's brought bought them from a, a shop. Yeah, I mean, probably if, a mainstream shop. He was say. wearing girls' pants, or <laughs> yeah, I don't know, some kind of crazy fetish pants. Yeah, yeah. Or nappies. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a crazy pants collection. This is this, this is, is just this a is man your, wearing underwear. This is just from this is a pants from Top Man, isn't it? Rubbish. <laughs> but love it magazine. Shall I, um, what have you got there? Well, what I've got here is I, I was attracted by this one because there's a woman sitting uh, in a pile of broken crockery, and I thought this is brilliant. Now Matt's not seen it, so I'm going to have to hide it from you. So I don't want you to see any punchlines. Okay. Um. Okay. So this woman, she um. Firstly, the first um thing I'd like to know is that she's off sick. Um. She was, her pains were so bad that she'd um, called in sick as her job as 
to her job as a cleaner. And um, but her mum was there. Luckily, she was visiting, and she gave her um, some medicine in inverted commas, which in actual fact is a glass of fizzy wine. Oh. Now I know I know myself that if you've got a bad stomach, there's nothing that you want more for breakfast than <laughs> a glass of fizzy wine, is it? And it's good that her mum is so sensible to bring that to her. Well, booze is cures all things, as we know, <laughs> and bubbly booze—that's the best sort of booze. I take it back. <laughs> Um, but uh, she'd sworn it would settle my stomach, and it had done. Oh. So I'm sorry. Oh. I um, I won't speak again. Um, now she lives. She's got a bit of a funny um household relationship. Um, I mean, living arrangement. Living arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she lives with she she rents a room in a flat with her partner. Okay, that doesn't sound that's, that weird. No, that's okay. And then she's got a son called Daenerys. Daenerys. Daenerys had his own room too. Oh. Uh, as you would expect. Yeah. No, it's just funny that they've put that in. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it seems that they live in some kind of massive weird house share. Okay. So I think that kind of then makes sense. Because mm. they've obviously just rented two rooms. Yeah. And they have a kitchen which they share with the other tenants and they keep their food uh, locked in the bedrooms. Um. Anyway, she decided, well, my stomach pain's gone now because of that medicine. I want to whip up... Um, Spaghetti bolognese. Right. Um, Are we still in the morning? <laughs> um, it's not clear actually. Oh no, she's now referring to his tea. Oh right. So she's probably I don't know what she's done in the day. Probably well, probably been out cold. <laughs> 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 With all this booze, she's been knocking back on an empty stomach. Probably. Um. So she went into the kitchen, got the ingredients. Oh, but she couldn't have um, spag bol without mushrooms. But there weren't any mushrooms. Now you can. You can. Yeah. You, you, can. <laughs> you can a have it without mushrooms or B, go out and buy some mushrooms. Yeah. But you see, the only problem was they were locked in a son's bedroom. Right. As, I mean, my mushrooms are often <laughs> locked in my, um, the other tenant's um, bedrooms. Yeah. So I can understand. But then, yeah, I would probably just leave the mushrooms out or go to the um, the local shop. No, no, no. What she decided to do was climb out of the, um, the flat, climb around the outside of the building, break into a son's room, why? To get How old is her son? Nine. Why could she not just go in the door? It was locked. Who locked it? <laughs> Probably her son. Does he die? I know, isn't that weird? Couldn't she have knocked on the door? Yeah, I think he was at school. Oh. Remember, it's a work day, isn't it? Cause oh, she okay. Sick. But you'd think that she would have the key. The key to or her own sons. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, the funny thing is, uh, this makes me laugh a lot, um, all this effort, oh yeah, because what happened then was she, um, she fell. She smashed through a um, a glass skylight and passed out and landed in the pottery shop that was below her. <laughs> um, and then she got really cross and thought it was all a big joke, even though there's a picture of the shop owner next to it. He's not happy, um, as you as you wouldn't be, because there was hundreds of pounds worth of damage. The funny thing is, all this <laughs> was for tinned mushrooms. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't have tin mushrooms in my house to begin with, but um, I didn't even know you could get mushrooms. Oh, they're absolutely rancid. I went to a um, somebody's making some funny noises. I went to um, I should have some fizzy wine. You should have some fizzy wine. Some tin mushrooms. I went to Amsterdam and I ordered a mushroom pizza, just a standard mushroom pizza, and the mushrooms were tin mushrooms. Oh. You wouldn't expect that from a restaurant, would you? No. Horrible. Mind you. (laughs) <laughs> on the continent, anything goes. This is true. 
Anyway, that's um, that's the end of that story. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Very good. Yeah. Martin Hogg, owner of the shop, said, in the 32 years I've owned my shop, I've never had anyone fall from the roof. Thankfully, Christina wasn't hurt, but her business has suffered a loss because of her stupidity. Hopefully, she won't be making the same mistake again. I'm pleased he's acknowledging it, because she's just there all happy, and it's all just a bit of a big joke to her. She keeps saying, oh, it's so embarrassing, people keep coming up to me in the street and saying, you are right. Well, she should be ashamed, suitably ashamed. She should be disgusted with herself. The funny thing is, what she decided to um, climb out in, was um, grey jogging bottoms, a t-shirt, a pair of white Crocs. <laughs> if I was going clambering around the side of the building, I'd at least put like a safety hat on and some, <laughs> yeah. some shoes with good tread. Yeah, and laces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't I want to be... You think Crocs. If you abseiling down the side of a building, you don't really want to be wearing like big cloud shoes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Made of polystyrene. And I don't think that I would wear... I think I'd get dressed up because chances are you would fall through the window. Yeah. And you would end up with lots of people looking at you in in a magazine, so and do you know what? In this picture, there's no crocs on the feet. I might write in. I think that's been I don't think that was taken when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's been recreated. But why don't they put crocs on it? Because we know she was wearing It's just sloppy, isn't it? A reconstruction should still be accurate, even if it's done afterwards. Now regular listeners will remember. Um did we have Regular listeners. Did we have advice from Dr. Jeremy Kyle, M&D, last week? Yes, we did. Who's this week, Matt? This which, week. Which suitably qualified doctor have we got this week? This week is Dr. Sharon Osborne, PhD. <laughs> now, what qualifies Sharon Osborne to give us advice, you ask? Well, believe me, a booze, drugs and cancer, the Osbournes have battled it all. So who better than Sharon to answer your problems? Mm. Well. Can't argue with that, can you? Yeah, apart from Jeremy Kyle, I can't think of anyone. No. Um, now... To illustrate this uh, feature, they've got a picture of Sharon Osbourne, kind of hands on hips, looking very matriarchal, and they've got a speech balloon coming out of her mouth, and she's saying, come to mama. <laughs> That's really odd. Which is terrifying. <laughs> um, now, she's got a letter here from a young, a young reader, um, 13 year old. Um, she writes, my friend and I were playing Truth or Dare. He admitted uh, he liked me and uh, then dared me to stand in my bra and let him take a picture of me. Oh, <laughs> oh no he swore he wouldn't show anyone uh, now we're dating and he keeps asking me if he can take more photos of me without my bra on it's all he cares about should I end it mm. so probably I don't know quite a common problem for the young folk of today with all their gadgetry mm, gadgetry and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, one of those, one of those. <laughs> but what makes me sites. what makes me question Sharon Osborne's qualifications as a youth counsellor is <laughs> She replies, you are too young to be posing for these kind of pictures. What does he want them for, anyway? <laughs> He's a 13-year-old boy who's trying to get pictures of a girl in a bra. <laughs> yeah, so that's Sharon Osbourne for you. She's not the only uh, guru in this mag. Because towards the back, um, we've got this feature called Angel Whisperer, which is by Love It Psychic, Jenny Smedley. Um, now, I don't want to dwell too much on these because quite a lot of them are people writing in with genuine problems and she's saying, oh yeah, there's some angel that's going to sort all this out for you. And to be honest, it made me a, yeah. made me a bit miserable. My husband's cheating on me. Um, should I leave him? Uh, yes, leave him because there's another nice man coming along yeah. the week after. Yeah. Oh, all right then. Yeah, yeah. I will. 
it's exactly that kind of thing. Yeah. But, but this this one is good. Um, uh, Claire twenty eight. She's written in to say recently my TV exploded and caused a fire. Two days before it happened, I was lying in bed when an ornament flew across the room and hit the TV. Was I being warned? <laughs> um, Jenny replies, you have a spirit guide called Stephen, <laughs> who was a fire officer and died in a huge fire. Your angel has arranged for him on Earth to stay on you Chuck Stephen I'm sorry, your angel has arranged for him to stay on Earth to help you. I like the use of arranged. <laughs> like, there's probably a lot of paperwork. And they probably use Outlook. Probably use Outlook. Um, she continues. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Claire's so, got... So hang on, can you explain that again? Claire's got this spirit guy called Stephen. Steve. Stephen, Stephen. he's an ex... He's an oh, ex-fire he's, he's a dead fire officer <laughs> who died in a fire. And who's the spirit? The angel? Uh, doesn't... The angel isn't named. Oh, well can we call it something? Um, Barry? Yeah. Claire's got an angel called Barry, and Barry has personally arranged for Stephen to stay on Earth and to help you. stuff at the TV. Do you know why he's arranged this? Tell me about he wants you to get smoke detectors fitted. <laughs> he tried to warn you with the ornament, but he's not convinced it worked. He would like you to try automatic writing, where you medi meditate while holding a pen and your subconscious writes. He can talk to you this way. As far as I'm concerned, the message is loud and clear. Get smoke detectors. Isn't that, don't they have that on adverts? Um, get a smoke detector. Yeah, that they normally do. makes you remember, doesn't it? It makes you think, oh yeah, better check. Check those batteries. Yeah. And there, I mean, but, but then Claire's TV's exploded. Oh, so, good, good but then point. Stephen made it explode. It's weird how he causes fires in order to remind us that if he can find it, if he can do anything, which it seems he can, um, couldn't he just put a little note through a leaflet through the letterbox? Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, or... and that it's actually said, get a fire alarm, a fire a smoke detector instead of just chucking stuff around. I mean, when when the spirits chuck stuff around in my house, I don't tend to think. Better get the um the smoke detector fitted to the battery. No, you just, you I just tend to think, oh, for goodness sake, I've just cleaned the lounge. Can you stop smashing things to bits, please? I think he's just bitter, isn't he? Because he died in a fire when he wants everyone else to. <laughs> and he was a fire officer. He loves fire, doesn't he? Yeah, it's ironic, really, isn't it? The other good thing about this thing is there's um they're not all these full form questions and answers. There's just there's a box in the side which just has these one-line messages from beyond. Um, there's one for Carol, age 30, from Norfolk. <laughs> she says, uh, your gran says she influenced the way you do your hair, so you look like she did. <laughs> I think that's a bit bitchy. The, the funny thing is when I, um, the, the psychic um, agony ants are in all these magazines now, and it's a relatively recent thing. Mm. And the first time I read one, I didn't realise it was a psychic. <laughs> and it said something like, um, I've been having a lot of pain in my legs. Um, can you give me um, some idea what it might be? And I was expecting you know, a nice medical answer. And she said something like, um, you need to go up in the garden and dig up your dead cat and bury it somewhere else. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's not settling. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a week. So, um, I've got some tips for you. Oh, brilliant. We love our tips. What I might do is, when you tell me these tips, I might get my psychic, I might put a pen in my hand and get my psychic writer to um, jot them down for me so I can remember them. Uh, <laughs> Just ignore that, Matt. Just ignore that. <laughs> you do that. 
Because <laughs> um, you've circled a lot there. I, well, they're all brilliant, that's why. Tip crazy. Um, here's, here's a good tip. Cover up your garden canes this autumn with empty yoghurt pots. You won't poke your eye out when you do any winter weeding or have to move your gnomes around. <laughs> now, that's been sent in by a lady called Irene Hoskin. Now, would you care to guess how old Irene Hoskin is? <laughs> Let's recap. She's advising you to put things on your garden canes so you don't poke your eyes out with them and so you can avoid moving gnomes. And she's called Irene. I'm going to go with 81. She's 30. <laughs> she's the same age as us. Shh, don't tell her either, that. <laughs> she's slightly older than us. Um, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Do yep. you have a... If, I mean, you I don't, don't have, have a garden. You don't have a garden, but if you did have a garden, would you have a canes in it or be gnomes in it i'd probably oh, just have a load of shit in it to be honest because <laughs> yeah. uh, neither of those things have ever been a problem for me no well they never will be there no thanks to irene yeah. um st this is the what start about getting yogurt pots in your eye uh, i suppose it's better than the cane mm. yeah start tip for this week mm. holding a dinner party but haven't got a wine chiller don't panic just dig out your picnic crawl bag and stuff it with ice packs. Keep your wine by your feet and whip out the bottle whenever your guests need a drink. Perfect. <laughs> Rub it on your feet. Or you could put it in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> what they're basically saying is create a mini fridge under your feet. Yeah, so you don't have to doesn't... get your fat ass up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I've got, I don't have a magazine in front of you, mate, even. But can I um, tell you a tip? Yeah. My sister told me. Yeah. Um... It said save money on glasses um, by, I don't mean spectacles, I mean beverage vessels, um, by using empty Nutella jars to drink out of. <laughs> now, does it specifically have to be Nutella? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Now, firstly, if you haven't got enough money for glasses, I don't think you should be spending your money on Nutella because <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's it's not a, um, it's not it's a, an essential It's item, not an essential, no. No. Um, and secondly, I don't know if anyone's ever tried to, um, well, when you finish, when you finish Nutella, you know it has like the paper, you're like, is it paper or is it silver? Like you have to burst through it like you do with coffee. Oh yeah. And it's always, it always stays around the top. Yeah, you have a little rim. Yeah. So yeah. you, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I just think that's not really what you want to be drinking out of, is it? Not really. Not ideally, but in a tight so, spot. So I've got a tip for you. Um, save money by buying cheap glasses instead of Nutella. And um, it also keeps you trim as well. Yes. Good tip. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I suppose what the Nutella glass has in its favour is it's quite wide, isn't it? And it doesn't go in at the top. You so wouldn't they... be able to get your nose in. Oh, I probably wouldn't. Do you know what the funny thing is? Do you remember when Nutella first came in and you could only ever get it when you went on a French field trip? Yes. That came in glasses, didn't it? Oh yeah, it did. We've still got some. Um, we used to have bad. mustard as well in France. It used to come in a, yeah, like a glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an actual glass. Yeah, we had those for years. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So what it really should say is, um, when you buy Nutella, use the glasses from the early 90s that were made for that purpose. <laughs> Save money on glasses by going, going back, back to the 1980s trip. France <laughs> and stocking, stocking up. up. The advantage of that is that it would be a lot cheaper then because it was the past. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's another and good. You'll have, 
Frogs on your glasses. Yeah. Here's another good tip. Um, I made a stylish stationery holder out of an Argos catalogue. <laughs> I folded down that every 100 stylish. pages until all the paper was used and then balanced it on my table. Then I slipped my pens into the slots. <laughs> what? That's from that's from a young reader. She's it's, 18. Can I see that picture, please? slots. I don't understand. What does she secure them with? I don't really know. That's not 100 pages. No, every like every one hundred pages she folds it over. Ah, I thought she folded every until you every single of the one hundred pages. You kind of end up with a kind of peacock effect. Why make it out of the Argos catalogue for goodness sake? Well, surely you need to keep that for when you went to next order. Well, high free, quality golden jewellery. They're free, aren't they? So you know, next time you're then then Argos, you can take your regular copy plus your um your stationery holding copy. I think if I was going to do that, I'd use um Habitat. Classier, classy, isn't it? Classy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ikea, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. free, aren't they? They are free. I haven't got for Argos. Um, are you telling me? No. I think the readers would have heard that. I mean, <laughs> listeners, listeners, I'm really struggling with this. Um, so I think that's me finished with a little bit. Oh. Now, I also, this is a slight departure, but I also this week bought a copy of the new musical Express, or the NE. It's got a small, isn't it? It's the kids. Yeah, it has got small. It's kind of square now. Yeah. And it's, um, it's almost the same size as Heat. When did that happen? It used to be the same size as The Guardian, I swear. It used to be a big old newspaper. Yeah. Um, and it used to cost 85p. Yeah. Now it's a tiny little pamphlet and it costs £2.30. Progress! I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my flatmate Lara found this and it's um, it's basically it is a, um, this is a review of the last 10 years. Gosh, kind it's of very thin, isn't it? In music. Well, oh, not much happened in the last 10 years. I don't know yeah. if you noticed, but... Mm. Um, so, there is, um, there's one feature on the tragic events of 9-11. Oh. And how, the effect they've had on oh. music. The article begins... One can but speculate as to the contents of the iPods of the 19 jihadists who hijacked four commercial passenger jet airliners on September the 11th, 2001 and ploughed them into a variety of American landmarks, <laughs> killing 2,993 people in the process. But if they were massive fans of emo, you'd imagine they were pretty chuffed with their actions. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't like that. No, it's not very good. Um, so we looked it up and it turns out the iPod was actually launched in October 2001 so interesting unless the unless the terrorists had connections at Apple yes <laughs> I, don't, I, I very much doubt they had they had iPods um, maybe you should write it and as they hated the West uh, I think it's even less likely um, however if they did have iPods I'd like to think they would probably listen to my chemical romance I think they probably liked a bit of jazz Bit of smooth jazz, mate. Bit of smooth yeah. jazz, we all like a bit of jazz, don't we? Well, if you were going to fly a passenger jet into a, a building, what would you be listening to? Um, I was thinking, don't stop me now would be quite good. <laughs> um, oh, you can't prepare that, that's not fair. Sorry? <laughs> you, you, you planned that. No, I, I did plan that, sorry. I don't have an example. <laughs> My first thought was spinning around by Kylie, but that's nothing to do with planes, it's just quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Quite like it. So that's the NME for you. I'll put yourself in my place. Yep. Um, what else is she doing? Especially for you. 
Best of the devil, you know. <laughs> this is just us listing <laughs> Kylie's Kyle, back catalogue. Basically, just if anyone's Kyle's interested, catalog. feel free to keep listening. Um, I was going to say something. I've forgotten. So that's a bit strange. We'll edit that bit. Out. Yeah. Forget. <laughs> well, I've brought one final thing to the oh, table this so week. Well. I've done a lot of research this week. Now, we started off with the premise of using um, ladies' mags. We've then diluted that concept slightly by introducing the enemy into the mm. proceedings. And I, I introduced Closer. You brought in Closer. Um, really a celebrity. Now, really scraping the bottom of the barrel, I've got a pizza menu. <laughs> but I just, I just wanted to share this with you because this, um, this is for a local pizza takeaway establishment on the New Cross Road near near where I live and they've got you know they've got their um they've got their basic pizza options and then they've got a few they've got, <laughs> they've got a few meals kind of like meal deals for us and they've all got they've all got names and they're all based around the target market for said meal deals <laughs> so there's one called home alone there's one called two lovers and there's one called couples only <laughs> It made me a bit sad. <laughs> and I thought, well, I wonder what the difference is between lovers and couples. But then I looked at it. Now, two lovers, that consists of any large pizza, um, plus garlic bread, <laughs> drinks, wings, etc. Couples only, that's two separate pizzas. Ah, now, I quite like that because couples, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. they've been together a while. And, you know, they don't want to share the pizza. They don't, well, sounds a bit like you, that. <laughs> quite a lot. Like I that. hate sharing pizzas. But then, Home Alone... Home Alone consists of any 10.5-inch pizza, one portion of garlic bread, one can of soft drink, four chicken wings plus dips. <laughs> and that's, that, that's, um, that's just sad. That's a lot of food. <laughs> that's a lot it? of food for somebody. Home Alone. So, well, if you're Home Alone, you need cheering up because Home Alone automatically means that you're miserable and single. Yeah. What happens if you're in a couple but they're not, not there? Not that No, they're not around. Well, well, you see, you Home then, Alone... Do you, are you then classed as Home Alone or do you still fall into couples? Home Alone doesn't actually, um, unlike the others, That's it, true, it doesn't actually. kind of suggest anything about your your, your uh, life uh, choices. Yeah. <laughs> it just... Um, your marital status. Yeah. It's a uh, family affair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there we are. Well, I, um, I was in um, Calcutta Airport once and um, there was... We were in a coffee shop and there was um, a menu there and they were trying to be a bit western bless him that we my friend and i met this amazing amazing friendly man who worked there and his dream in life was to work in starbucks which i thought was lovely it's good to have a dream really lovely <laughs> um anyway so the, the menu they were trying to be really western with it and they um um they had um death by chocolate on there mm-hmm. but then they kind of got a little bit um, confused by the concept, and the next thing was called strawberry suicide. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that story. I was trying to think of another one you could have. Um, um, fudge fatality. <laughs> that just sounds messy. Toffee terrorist attack. <laughs> uh, cheesecake cancer. <laughs> cheesecake. <laughs> Um, death by choking and raspberries. 
Massive currently episode with sprinkles. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Speaking of this, we should have that trifle. We bought him. Uh, well, I bought a Tesco Value Sainsbury's trifle for to celebrate. Tesco Value Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, there's, there's, there's two big names involved. I'm excited about this trifle project. The funny thing is, it's it's said, a dream uh, lineup. When I said Sainsbury's, I meant strawberry. <laughs> Sainsbury should be a beverage. Sain- it should, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should. Yeah. It should. It should replace. Um... Oh, well, no, so that doesn't work. I should say. I was going to say it should replace black currant. <laughs> well, that doesn't work. Maybe blueberries. Yeah, they're a bit stupid, aren't they? <coughs> cranberries. You're supposed to like them. Everyone thinks that they like them, but they're a bit rubbish. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they sound better than they. Um... Yeah. Well, we've got we've got a trifle to get through, listeners. So um, yeah, I think that that's I think pretty it's time much. Time you went. I think that... <laughs> uh, why not? You wasted enough of that. Uh, if you've enjoyed this week's podcast, why not subscribe? What does that involve, Matt? Well, you go on iTunes right. and you find us. Right. And uh, the badges clone my face. Badges clone my face. That. Or if you search on either of our names. Oh God. That also brings it up. In iTunes. Yep. Oh. Yep. And then just click on the subscribe button, and iTunes will do all the rest. You don't, don't... You don't have to think about it. Then it'll just. That's that's your worries over. Don't um, bother when you said search. I wondered if we had to search for us in Google. But if if that if you do search for me in Google, which I imagine you'll be falling over yourselves to do, you're wasting your time because um, it basically just tells me that it tells you that I once gave Matt's dad ten pounds <laughs> to walk the length of the country. So it's all useful stuff. It doesn't give my bank details or anything. <laughs> Does if you know where to look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> right, trifle time. Stop, trifle time. Stop. <laughs>